here. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. Woo! I'm sitting next to Jace today. Joe's all by himself. He is. Oh, Sorry, I won't sing. I won't do that to you. So for our listeners at home, um, we only have two mics, so we share. We do. Usually, I get one. This on is myself. by this is by choice. This is not any uh, budgetary restraints. No. This is purely by choice because we feel that it changes the dynamic of every episode, and it connects us with you, the listener. That sounded wonderful, Jace. I, I think that's that's. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah let's do that. we're going with it. Okay, sure. But also, Joe has cooties. Yeah. You normally sit next to me. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's true. And, so you have them by now too. And even though we have no monetary constraints, if any game publishers out there would like to give us free games. <laughs> every week. Every week, yeah. <laughs> Xbox, another PlayStation. Yeah. I'd like a Switch. I would like a Switch also. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Nintendo. Yeah, thank you. We'll take the Switch. <laughs> I, I used to know people at Nintendo once upon a time ago um, when I worked at Toys R Us. Yeah. yeah. Do you still know them though? No. Oh, that's a shame. Actually, <laughs> I'd met the... Um, I think it was the managing director quite a few times. Rose was her name. You met Shiggy. I did meet Shiggy. I think we've not spoke about the Shiggy story. We've not. So, I, okay. Because it was in one of the episodes we recorded. People, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> this was the first episode ever we talked about no. Shiggy. We, we never published that we've one. We've come back to it, sure. No. We've, we've alluded to it, but we've never talked about the fact. So, what are we, 23 episodes in and we still haven't actually talked about Shiggy? No. Talk about Shiggy. Um, I just really quickly, because I can expand upon it on future episodes, I went to E3 2005 when the PS3 was first announced. Many would say that that was the best year. It was the best year, very much so. And um, at Nintendo's um, after party, after their big announcement before E3, um, yeah, I got to meet... Uh, I'm going to get Joe to help me with his... Shigeru Miyamoto. Thank you, because I always screw up the vowels. Shiggy. Shiggy. As, as, Shiggy. Uh, you go back, so you guys are close. We so do. I've got, I've got a photo. Maybe one day we'll put it on versus player. I'll just blank out my face. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> blank out Shiggy's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it easier. Um, but yeah, so I, I've met him. I didn't have much to say because there was a bit of a language barrier, but you know, it was cool. That's awesome though. Yeah, it was very awesome. Meeting the legends. Yeah. E3 2005. Oh, awesome. So awesome. And speaking of awesome... There's been big events. So we, we last time we podcast, I think we spoke about how we're going to try to get back into the fortnightly groove of things, yep. which, yes. we've not, we've, which we've not which we've not threw that idea with. out the window. But that's because we've had a very big life event for the, one of the one of our crew right here. Jace got married. I did get married. Yeah, you did. What was that? That was excitement. Oh, that's a good one. I like yeah, that thanks. one. I like yeah, that no, I'm very happy to be married. It's it's different. Um, I get this sweet ring that you can't see. It is sweet, though. Um, is. You get to have a party. Get to invite all your friends. You do. Get to have Jono MC your wedding. He did, oh. did a stellar job. Oh, he thanks, did. guys. We were actually going to do the podcast from the wedding, but we didn't have enough time. <laughs> I was plugged it about five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're here today to unite uh, Jennifer and Jason versus Play.com. <laughs> it, it was pretty <laughs> special when people were like, wait a sec, you're Joe from versus Play. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And right. Joe with the Maserati. Actually, that's right, with the Maserati. <laughs> Actually, I got a little bit at the end as I was walking out. Um, huh? Some of the guys went, oh, you're the host of Versus Player. Awesome. Can you change this, this, and this? Went, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank you for yeah. that. Can you change it? There was um, – they. okay, so the feedback I got from the wedding was that they'd like the podcast to stay at about the hour length because that's was about the Was this Nick and spot. Matt? Yes, this was yeah, Nick and Matt. Yeah, it sounds like Nick yeah. and Matt. Yeah. yeah. Nick, we'll, we'll do it for you. Yeah. An hour is a sweet spot, so, yeah, we agree with you. Yeah. But the wedding was amazing, Jace. It was beautiful. Jen looked amazing. Yep. Made you look yep. equally you know, by association. Yeah, you yep. described it pretty good. <laughs> you did, right. you yeah. did. I have my white 
I think we all scrubbed up. Jacket thing. Had a vest. You did have a vest. Had a floral shirt. See my vest. See my vest. Mm. No, we all scrubbed. You scrubbed up quite nicely. I think we all did well. I think he was talking to me just then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was looking at you but talking to me. <laughs> okay, sure. All right. But your kids were there? Like kids as, were as there. the flower children? Yes. And the, and the ring, ring the bearer. ring bearer? Yeah. Like little I always thought wouldn't it be cool golem? if uh have we ever mentioned your children's name on this podcast before? No. no we're we, gonna we, keep we're gonna keep this. So Gollum, let's um, call him Gollum. Joe's Gollum. kid is Batman. Gollum. All right, Gollum, <laughs> if I know. But wouldn't it have been cool if he was dressed up as a little bear? A ring bearer. Oh, that, oh, cool? that would have been funny. Yeah, it would have been. Anyway. But it was pretty cute what he was doing anyway. So. It was very yes. cute what he was doing. Yes, yeah. very much so. Well, congratulations, Jason. Yeah, congratulations. Super Jason. Thank you very much. It's very exciting. Thank you for being there. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah, definitely. All right. Now to, to real life. Games. <laughs> real life. Real life, yeah. <laughs> it's all the dream. It's all the dream. A um, lot to talk about today. Yeah, go for it. Make some noise, Jason. Okay, um, can I just say that Joe has purchased mini cupcakes from the Natural Confectionery Co. No artificial colours, no artificial flavours. This episode brought to you by the Natural <laughs> Confectionery Co. That was 10 bucks, right there. It certainly was. Yeah. Um, every episode going forth will also be brought to you by any company that sponsors <laughs> us with free materials. <laughs> it's easy and it's cheap. Um, but gaming-wise... Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, yes. <laughs> Games, 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 games. We were going to talk about something and I've completely Destiny. lost my train Destiny 2. Oh, so thank you, Jace. First up, Jace bought me my copy of Destiny 2 as a thank you, which he didn't need to do. I didn't buy it as a thank you. I just had an extra copy floating around, so I thought, oh, okay, I'll give we'll, it to the next guy I see. We'll go with that too. <laughs> yeah. And um, all three of us have had a short go of Destiny 2. What do you think? Uh, surprisingly good. Didn't play Destiny 1 um, and I didn't really know what to expect. And as... Um, so something pretty cool happened. I loaded it up. Um, I believe Joe was probably the first person to play it, and you mentioned that it was you amazing. Were sort of enjoying. You yeah, oh, I love it from the beginning. And then so um, uh, the three of us made an arrangement to meet yep. up, play online. You were coming home from work, Jono. Joe said he was going to jump on soon, and so I went in and I sort of did the beginning bit because maybe the <coughs> beginning is what we'd say an hour, an hour long, forty-five minutes, yeah, to an hour, forty-five yeah. minutes to an hour. And so I thought oh, I'll do that bit and then get to this first area called the farm. And um, so I still had my headphones on, but I wasn't playing the game. I think I was talking to Jen or something like that. And then suddenly Joe's voice appeared and he just started talking. And typically in games, if you want to play with somebody, you invite them in, you have yep. to create a party, you have to do whatever. But Joe was just able to click on my name and appear in my game. And so, suddenly, and, and that that is just, especially since recently we've had such difficulty around Oh, we'll get to that difficulty so, later on. That, yes. that difficulty, but- it was such a nice surprise. And you know what was the funniest thing about that was when Jono came on, we weren't able to go into a party with Jono because I think you were you had to get to a certain point to he be did, able yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. So then we had to go into the Xbox Live chat yep. and we had all sorts of feedback problems there. We did, yeah, this, yeah. The, the quality of this worked better through Bungie's servers, whatever they're doing there on yep. the back end. So, so that was funny. on that note, I'm going to go to our second sponsored moment of – of versusplayer.com, Bungie, makers of amazing uh, chat rooms and fire teams. Thank you for another amazing chat room and fire team. So is this similar to Halo? So, yes. Well, we know Bungie's the makers of Halo, and as always, I like to talk about Halo. Um, They've taken what was probably the greatest thing from Halo 2 and then Halo 3, which was the fire teams they used to use in that, and are doing the same thing essentially in And let's do another plug right here, Jono. 
for the inevitable Halo special <laughs> yes. of our podcast. If you want to hear more about it, Jono was an expert on that podcast. But anyway, sorry. I totally agree with you. Bungie yeah. have done an amazing job with the back end, oh. getting things to work. It is seamless. Having car- like There's that first – right at the beginning, you're on your own, and then you get to a part of that opening sequence where you team up with other players, and you know there are other players, little icons above their heads, whatever it is, just to show you that. And it was just – it was perfect. There wasn't any kind of drop in or out. And then when we play together, it's amazing. We can dance our hearts out together. Yep. They've done an incredible job. My with dance that. moves are amazing. They yours, are. Yours, yours are the best yeah, by yours far. Are the best ones, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Bungie, yeah, I've always done that well. It's fantastic. But the other thing I've noticed, not to go all Halo on us again, but uh, when you compare it to Destiny 1, the weapon balance personally for me seems closer to what Halo is like. So I'm finding weapons that feel like my favorite Halo weapons and uh, like I'm headshotting and yeah, oh, yeah. like, you know, Destiny takes a couple of hits to, to take down an enemy, but then so did Halo if they had shields. So it's feeling very similar. I'm really liking that. I'm getting massive Halo vibes from it. Like you go into a, like we, we, we were just having dinner before and we were talking about something completely nothing to do with video games. And I've come out with, what about that water in Destiny? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, scenery the what do they call it the sky boxes and whatever you call the ground boxes i don't know what they call it it's unbelievable and the way that it just kind of is presented like it's kind of in the background you can look at it or you can just go right past it yeah they put a lot of detail into it yeah titan's amazing um i've got to say that the world looks very alien yes in terms of not in terms of the movies or anything it's just they've they've done a really good job of making the place look um very unique and I really do feel like I'm like on another planet. They've yeah. put a, a lot of effort. And, and that's the same thing in Halo. But a lot of it has to do, like you said, with the skyboxes. But especially what's going on in the background. Yeah. yeah. You see some like amazing moons, I guess they are, and other planets and sp- spaceships flying in the background. Like big giant yeah. sort of pillar of autumn type things. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable. And things have happened in these places. It's like what I love about, yeah. you know, some of my favorite yeah, yeah. games when you've got that lived-in world. Exactly right. Yeah, like it's you very, can very cool. look at it and go, oh, there's some kind of history I, to it. I am getting sort of uh, a weird hybrid of games, like a feeling of a weird hybrid of games, and, and that's probably um, Halo, obviously, um, Borderlands, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Fantasy Star Online. Yeah. I played ah, a lot of Fantasy Star Online, uh, and Fantasy yeah. Star Online was you would go into lobbies and there would just be people there. And in yeah. this case, there's the farm, and much later when we reach level 20, there's a surprise for us waiting there. Ooh, but yeah. Um, yeah, you just sort of go there and there's people sort of standing around and you can just go and go up and say, hey, do you want to be part of my team? I mean, I'm finding more and more nowadays because it's so easy to be able to get together with your friends. It's less about just dialing into a game. I mean, yeah. the Dreamcast and Fantasy Star Online was dial up into yeah. it. You just yeah, dial yeah, yeah. up. And then if you wanted to make arrangements with friends, you'd probably have to do it by some sort of online forum and then you would go and meet in a particular lobby. Yep. Nowadays, all friends are just playing together. You know, I think game chat is becoming less and less of a thing. People are sort of isolating themselves within their own, their own little groups. It's, yeah. it's unlikely you're going to run into somebody on the farm going, hey, guys, you want to team up with me? Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's it's a testament to the technology around being able to communicate, but it's also a little bit sad yeah. that we can't, that, you know, the three of us are probably not going to play with somebody else by choice unless we know them. Yeah. Um, but I think when we start getting into, like, the higher level things, we might – decide that we need that fourth player to come along yeah, with absolutely. us or, or more. Yeah, true with the raids. Yeah, with the raids. Speaking yeah. of, though, this is one of those games where I feel like a team of three is the way to play. I think so, too. Um, it's not just about the classes that are available. It just feels like it flows a little bit better 
there's well, a bit of an attack, there's an defense, and then you've kind of got this support off to the side. Oh, can I talk about the classes? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. So, Captain America, your heart out. <laughs> My goodness. The, so, I, I picked a Titan, and the subclass I got straight away was, oh, and I'm drawing a complete blank as to what it's called. Um, but essentially, it's, it's like a defender, and I've got a shield. So, when I power up, I seriously am moving around with a, a round shield. I look like Captain America. I move like Captain America. For a, it, someone who's a Marvel fan, yeah, I was surprise. blown away. Yeah. I, I can't see myself changing subclasses. You seem to get an achievement and then turn it back again. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you create the character or did you import it from Destiny 1? No, I, I recreated it because I looked at my Destiny 1 character and he was an Awoken male. Yep. And I didn't want to be an Awoken male, so... I decided yeah. to create a Titan Apparently that looks kind of like me. there's no benefit to importing your old character other than it looks like your old character. Yeah. You don't get any items or anything. No. Uh, you, you still get – even though I didn't import my character, I still got the history of my character in Destiny 1. And because I only played the vanilla game and none of the, the expanded content, I had one screen. <laughs> just right. one screen going, you went through the Black Gate, I think it was, maybe – I can't remember. I, I, I swear I just glanced at it for a second and went, well, yeah, right, whatever. I think that's a good point there. You can't remember. Like, I feel like in the couple, you know, maybe I think three, four hours that I've put into it so far, which isn't much at all with this mm. game, um, I feel like I've got more story than what I remember from the first Destiny. Yeah, agreed. Like, I remember the opening part of Destiny with your, you know, where you had, was Peter Dinklage as the voice of the was, ghost yeah. there. Yeah. I remember that being really interesting and engaging and a lot of dialogue there. There was, but sorry, then, there was a collector's edition that came yes. with him and you pressed the button and it was Peter Dinklage's yeah. voice as well, right? Yeah, the and then they changed over. it to Nolan oh, North you, yeah, after. Yeah. You're Peter Dinklage in the box. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose you fit into a collector's box these days. <laughs> <laughs> move, move on, Joe. That's our one Peter Dinklage joke, like for all of versus player ever. Oh, sorry. Was Jeez. Just, we, was like, just... we like you in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it, we uh, we like also, oh. He was actually briefly in Sex and the City. Oh, was he? He was. He was a love interest in Sex and the City. Fun story. Anyway, sorry, Destiny 2. He wasn't that great in X-Men Apocalypse. Was he? Just... He was a love interest in, in Sex and the City? Peter Dinklage. No. Yeah, he was. I'm thinking 31. No. I'll get back to you on Peter Dinklage facts. <laughs> oh, actually, M showed me a really funny Peter Dinklage video that I think was Saturday Night Live where it was like, was it? I'm sure it was you. Uh, yeah, it was it was like doing karaoke dancing space pants. If you look up here, inclusion space, space pants, pants, it's 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 really bad but great. Yeah, but th- that's enough of a segue. We're back to Destiny. I don't know where I was going. I've completely lost it. But let's- <laughs> um, Nolan North, uh, Destiny One. Yes, there was, of, there was lots of like yeah, that was story. like what I remember. But there's more story in this. Um, there's a couple of things though that I was really surprised. Well, not surprised by Bungie are amazing, but with um, Marty O'Donnell. Mm. leaving Bungie, I kind of – I know they obviously knew there was going to be a lot of kind of focus on the music in this game. The music is amazing. Yeah, it is good. It really stands out. It's very Halo-esque. Like you go into a battle and it just, you know, yeah. becomes more rousing and it's it's, it's amazing. It, it, it also has all those – the one thing Bungie's done really well is all the – whenever you know an enemy's nearby, the yes. audio cues are very clear as to – Wait a second, there's something in the area <laughs> yep. I should look at. And, it, and, the, and when you're in a battle, you know it's about to ramp up because the music changes yeah. again and yeah, it's really cool. Jace has found some Peter Dinklage facts. No, I haven't. I'm still looking. Please keep talking. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So we, we've all pretty much just given it a thumbs up. Yes. I am going to talk about one or two things that I didn't like. Actually, it, it's and it's not a big thing. This is a real personal preference. But so far for me... And this applied to Destiny 1 as well. I'm just not in that invest- invested in the world. I don't know what it is. Like, I love the Halo universe. 
I, everybody's heard that a billion times and probably sick no. of it. But, um, and if you are, well, too bad. Um, but, yeah, there's something about the Destiny universe that I think it's interesting, but I'm just not, you know, I don't know. doesn't tickle my fancy. I mean, there's some cool things in it. But, I yeah. think what they do with the game, though, is there's so much lore behind everything. Like, you, you, you look at the weapons and you look at the yeah. armor and things like that, and there's kind of stories behind a lot of that as well. Like, I think for us who just love playing with each other, like playing the game online... <laughs> With each other. <laughs> Thanks, Chase. And, um, yeah, I think for us, like, the fun is in the gameplay more than kind of the getting the story. I, I agreed, but I, I still love a good story and I'm, I'm still disappointed that it's just not I, – I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of lore in it, but this I don't know if there's a, a driving narrative. And it has very much to do with the way the game is, the fact that you can play any mission with anyone. There's yeah. not a – you know, a distinct hero. There's, they've put in a few that are there, but they're really the guys that are giving you your mission. So um, I don't feel like, unless I'm not paying attention, because I do keep skipping the cutscenes. Um, I don't. So you're you're missing Bunt Gray. Oh, I can't speak. The Grunt who is Bane. No, I've seen that. That's amazing. I, I if you've played Destiny too, yeah, yeah. there is a Grunt in it that is Bane, just yeah, yeah, like yeah. massive. Would you call yeah. it a Grunt? He's, oh, he looks like he's a like, a, it's yeah. like he's like Bane a, a, from the a, a animated series yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and he's got the mask on. It's amazing. Sorry, no, that's all right. I don't feel What's like his name? Decimus. I just call him Decimus. He sounds like a Roman, like yeah, yeah it was a very Romanesque name. Bane, yeah. I'm sure it was something like Decimus. Um, I don't feel like the game portrays you as being the hero, and they could have it wrong. But I'm not feeling like it's like you're the one that's going to save this planet. It's kind of just referring to you as like a soldier in it all. Or yeah, is it? Or am I missing something? No, you got. You're the one who got the light back. Is, isn't that like? Yeah. Aren't thing? there multiple people who got the light back? Well, let's ignore that. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else running around with the light as well. And, and so, but are they implying that there's only one that's gotten the light? I don't back? know. I'm too early in the game. No, I don't they know keep the implying that your character is a particularly great guardian, and you're the only one that's gotten the light back. But then that applies to every player. So okay. I, I think well, it's, then it's it's not doing what I thought it was doing because, like, I feel like in a world. Um, in a, in a game where everybody is going in and going through the same content and killing, you know, like The Division is a good example of that. Yes. I don't think at any point they ever made reference in The Division, maybe they did, but that you were the guy that was like saving the city. You were just one of the many people who were part of The Division working together as a group. Like in a game like this, I don't need to feel like I'm the hero because I'm working with my buddies. I just want to feel like I'm one of the many units that are responsible for the outcome yeah. of defeating the bad guy. I don't want to be like, this is, you are the hero. And then I move to the side and then Joe steps in. It's like, you are also the hero. And then the next, you know, I don't want to feel, yeah. I don't feel like that's a necessary story path. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes yeah, it does make perfect sense. sense. Yeah. And I think that's that fine line that, like, from a story point of view, they seem to sit on both sides of that throughout the game from the bits I've seen. Yeah. So that it doesn't feel, you, you don't feel like you're a contributing member because you're special, but at the same time, you don't feel special enough to be the special one. And yeah. that's what has put me off the, the Destiny series. But all that said and done, I'm enjoying playing with you guys. Yeah. I'm enjoying, like, the weapon balancing is fantastic and being Captain America, bring it on. And that tracking, like, when you're shooting someone and the, the, the tracking is just, it's just there a little bit, like yeah. the, the bullet tracking. Yeah. They do it so well. Yeah, like, it do. doesn't make you feel like the game's playing for you. No. Yeah, but you but, also feel pretty cool. Yeah, like I did a headshot to someone yesterday when I was playing like well across the map, like just just PVE. Not, I don't play the Crucible yet. Yeah, you better yeah. not. Um, oh, wait, hold on, PVE. You playing without us, Joe? Just a little bit. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't played since- You guys played without me? Yeah, all right, that's fair. Yeah, right. but you told us you couldn't come. We knew it was it was like, you know, Sankrasak that 
the two of us were going to continue because you couldn't make it that night, but no message. No I reckon Joe's got other friends, to be honest. Oh, I think he has too. Mm-hmm. Great game, Dex. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I also feel like it's nice to jump in and do a couple of missions. I don't, I'm not sitting here feeling compelled to quickly run in and, and play more Destiny 2. Like, I want to play with you guys. Yeah, I agree. And it's the interaction that I have with you, but I don't feel like I'm like going, man, I just want to go around and shoot some yeah. aliens or whatever. Yeah. Well, we're, Jason and I, when we were waiting for Jono, when we were, like we were chatting with you yeah. online, and we went to like an instance in the game we where did. it was. I had to kill Is that some the public event thing in the air, like yeah. throw yeah. us in the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then the first time we did it, we just got hammered. It was the yeah. two of us, yeah. and then we went back to it. Like we were going along later, and like I was pulled up the map. I went. I saw there was going to be another one, another instance somewhere, and I went to it, and it ended up being exactly the same thing we were yeah. at before. And Jason, we were like, "Oh, let's not do it again." We started shooting this thing, and then two other guys were there as well. Yeah. They came in on sparrows too. <laughs> it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we jumped on their sparrows, and yeah. we're just like going to tell whatever. The, yeah, yeah. They called sparrows. No, sparrows the yeah. sparrows are the personal no. device. Uh, yeah, these are something else. Yeah. They're a bit chunkier. They were chunkier. Yeah, I've driven on those too. Um, oh, what are they called? I'll come to me. Chunky sparrows. We're on the chunky sparrows, yeah. and um, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Like, we, we took this thing down like yeah. no problem, and, yeah, and yeah. that's what we were saying. Having the three of us, it's going to be I've done that. Yeah. really cool. John and I did a bit on Titan together, where um, there were these big um, like spider-like mechs. They're not spiders. They're like oh, cool. Do you remember the tanks from the first one in the Russian? Yes. Yes. They same, were awesome. same tanks. And so this very thing ghost of the shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's very ghost of yeah. the shell. Yes. And this thing showed up, and so um, and we were there by ourselves, and then again, just mm. a team of people came in. Awesome. I reckon there was probably close to maybe six other people there helping us out. Yeah, Man. it was awesome. Yeah. And the weapons littered around the the map, the yeah. rocket launchers and stuff. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah they would throw down special weapons you could pick up specifically just for that encounter. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Yeah, they they made an amazing game. Like it's it's like you said, I want to play it with you guys. Yeah. Um, but I will get a cheeky game in. Absolutely. And here's now. the thing. <laughs> Getting to level 20 apparently isn't that hard. No. Um, and you know what? If you get there before us, it's not a big deal because it seems like we're only like a day away at any given time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then apparently the game opens up at level 20. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And then forward. the raids are apparently coming end of the month. Okay. The first raid is meant to hit. Yeah, cool. So I think that's I'm a good amount of time. For yeah. us to actually try one because yeah, I yeah, never yeah. did in Destiny 1, so this would be nice. Definitely. Yeah. Although the, the initial raids are all part of the initial content, I think. I, I To be honest with you, because I wasn't planning on buying it originally, um, I didn't look into Destiny 2 at all. Yeah. So my understanding is the, the initial raids or so are in there, but then everything else will be expansion packs. Well, they, they said after the first Destiny, it was something like half the player base got to the raids. Yeah. So half the player base didn't get to the raids. Yeah. And they were saying it's, you know, it's a shame that so much of the, of the player base didn't get to that content which yeah. was supposed to be the best parts of the original of destiny. destiny yeah so um i'm i imagine that would have that those sorts of comments were saying well let's get more people there mm. hopefully that's what it is hopefully we get there yeah. let's uh let's try something a little bit different right so every time we do this we try and do it every two weeks but every time we do this sometimes every week yep. sometimes somebody gets married but <laughs> when we do try and do this, we usually have a snack in front of us. And what we made a gag before about the uh, natural confectionery company who is not sponsoring us in any way but totally can. If they want to. If they want do. to, they can. I, I eat a lot of your things. This week, this week, we have in front of us mini cupcakes. How many mini cupcakes out of 10 mini cupcakes would you give your experience in Destiny 2? Oh, I like this. Well, you're using treats. Um, I will give it a seven- Mini cupcakes. Mini cupcakes. Our natural um, confectionery company, mini cupcakes. Yeah, with, with a proviso that they could get an extra one or two depending on how good the raids are. Wow. Okay, cool. 
So it's a potential nine mini cupcakes, but right now sitting at a seven. Yeah. Nice. Joe? Yeah, I'd go a solid eight mini cupcakes. It was a, it, just for the gameplay. Like, oh, it's the amazing. Gameplay's amazing. It's amazing. Like, like you said, like I miss a lot of the story because I was chatting with you, Jace and, yep. and Johnny, when you yeah. came on as well. Like, well, we were chatting but, over while Johnny was trying to listen to story. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. Caught enough- I was laughing at that Bane guy too yeah. much too. Like that was just too hilarious. I've caught enough that it's it's. I'm finding it too generic to feel like you again that you're part of the world. So, yeah. Yeah. and the guy from Fringe is in every game now. It seems he is. Yeah, he's amazing. He's though. part of it. Yeah. Yeah, Which guy cool. is that? The the guy that was the, chained up, hanging yes. by his arms. He's yeah. also the oh, same the guy that was in that game that you played. Is it Horizon? Oh, he might be in Horizon. I yes, didn't play is. that far. But um, he's also in that game you played. It was like the um, live action guy who slows down time. Quantum Break. Quantum is that break. the same guy? Yep. Which cool. guy? Oh, yeah, middle sure. finger. He was all- no, 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 no. He was Which also guy? the guy that was with Dean Kane when my mum got a photo with Dean Kane right. at Dingo. He's I've got his name. It starts with. Um, which guy in Quantum Break? Because the, the the only three that I remember in Quantum Break was um, uh, Iceman from yes. from X Men. What was the name of that guy? And um, that was that was with Dean. The Kane guy and from Terry John Wick, where we were getting the, behind the counter at. Um, yeah, the black guy from David Harewood. Is is he the one in John Wick one and two? He's behind the yes, no, no. yes, that's the guy. That's not David Harewood. That's oh. that's the other guy. Well, that's the guy in Destiny. Okay. He's, he's in John I'm Wick. I'm really confused. Uh, the guy in Destiny is the guy from this is- John Wick. <laughs> Who knows? Also, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Actually, Peter Dinklage was in Destiny. He was in Destiny. He was, he was in Destiny, yeah, yeah. Destiny too. Yeah, <laughs> it all anyway. comes back to Dinklage. It, it does. Um, I will give it six out of ten natural confectionery mini cupcakes. Eight with friends. Yep. 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 Done. Cool. Very cool. Tell okay. you what, I wouldn't give eight with friends. Star Wars. No, can I? Okay. Oh, what a segue. So, oh, welcome. Oh, to no, our- hold on. Wait. No, hold on. Joe does want to say something before we. No, no. I was going to go. I was going to go the total opposite direction yeah. and say just give all the cupcakes. To the game that I just finished a couple nights ago. Which is what? Uncharted? Uncharted the Did Lost Legacy. It? Oh my gosh, these people make the best games. Really? Yeah, but let's 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 start with Star Wars because this well, is Alright, so we, we had good Destiny. Yes, let's then go. Then we're about to go into bad Star Wars. Yes. Then we'll go back into good again. That sounds good. That's fair. You might as well end on a positive note. I'm fine, thank you. Oh wait, a mini cupcake. Natural <laughs> confectionery company mini cupcake. No, it's a whole packet in front of you. Yeah, but I want that mini cupcake. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So Star Wars Battlefront. This uh, is just to be clear, this is the second Star Wars Battlefront of the first Star Wars Battlefront series. No. Second. No. All right, there's Star Wars Battlefront. Yes. There's Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes. Then they came back with Star Wars Battlefront. No, then there's Star okay. Wars Battlefront something so, something on There's PSP. so far been three um, uh, what we call primary Star Wars Battlefronts. Okay. And then a lot of spin-off ones on PSP and yeah. I'm sure somewhere else. But anyway. Um so, so far, we played originally on the original Xbox, Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2. And on the Xbox One, was it last year or the year before now? I think it was two years ago. Yeah, I think it was two. Star Wars Battlefront came out. Yes. Now, personally for myself, I love Rogue One, one of my all-time favorite movies. And I really wanted to play the content again with you guys. Yes. And Star Wars Battlefront was on special... You got all the content and the game Star for Wars, like eight bucks. Star Wars Battlefront is on special again right now for five dollars with a, with a deal with the season pass for free. Bloody hell! The week before or two weeks ago, it was seven dollars. Did the week and two weeks that, before that? It was thirteen dollars. Yeah, it is just getting cheaper. Next next two weeks, 
It'll be free the whole thing. They'll so just, just hold out. Well, actually, they should pay you though for the experience that we had. Actually, it's free on EA Access. So not but, worth it. No. So for he, the experience that we had. So here's the get interesting you, get thing. Get Joe angry. This is good. This is get good. I'm the, I love Star Wars. So do I. <laughs> like, like, like my watch. I'm wearing a. I'm wearing a Star Wars watch right now. I love it. Anyway, go. Okay. Well. So the big issue that we encountered, and I'm happy to talk through some other things that happened to me after you guys played, because I've been playing a bit of Star Wars Battlefront lately <coughs> by myself because I've been enjoying it or jumping into random games. The biggest issue I had and why I wanted you guys to get the game was I couldn't get into any of the DLC. Because, because no one- In Australia, no one is playing it. They're only playing the vanilla game. But you know what? They probably are playing it, but the problem is the service. Yeah, potentially, but I'll talk about some more because that's where after we played, I, I hit some interesting things. But when we all jumped in, I wanted to play in particular the Rogue One levels. And I thought, okay, there's now an option for a private match with the all the DLC because you can't play it with bots. And I thought we'd get in. And my God. No, it wasn't even that. We couldn't even get in the same party for like 40 minutes, remember? We wouldn't even join. Two of us would get together and the other person couldn't get in. So one person would, so those two would quit. So two different people would join up and then the third person couldn't get in. Yeah. And it was like for games which you could have up to what? But do you remember? 16 players or so? But even in a private match, you couldn't invite your friends who were already partnered with you into the game. So you couldn't play. It was unbelievable. I'll so, tell you what, though, that Rocket League loading screen was awesome. It was. And I was saying that from the get-go. Let's just get into that. And, and, and that's where we ended up. What was it? It was like 40 minutes we tried. I At think, least. To, to play a game. We got maybe one game of Star Wars Battlefront in and then got three games of Rocket League in the space of um, like 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. And it just yeah. and that's the thing. Like, Rocket League just works perfectly. So, our big issues were load times both in and out of the game. Like, yes. out of the game was you sat there for almost five minutes waiting for yeah. the game to finish. And yeah, so it was it was a really horrible experience. And if if EA has not learnt from this with Star Wars Battlefront Two when it comes out in November, we some really pissed off people. Oh, I'm I'm I'm. They have learnt one thing, which is oh the DLC. There's no DLC in yes. terms of Paid. levels. There it's, is in terms there of, is DLC, but it's DLC not, for not weapons and gear and stuff. It which sounds like they're taking that. a leaf out of Titanfall 2's book, which yes. is excellent. An yeah, excellent leaf to take a book out of. Yeah, yeah, Titanfall 2 was an excellent game Play, too. If you haven't played Titanfall 2, that's, that game is worth full price, but it's dirt cheap everywhere. Yeah. And you need to buy it because they need to make Titanfall 3. Actually, on that note, we need to play again because there's new DLC that we haven't played. Free DLC. Exactly. Yeah. But even with Star Wars Battlefront, when Jono and I, were, when we were all trying to join and Jace couldn't get in with us, we were like, all right, let's just start a game. And that loading screen, I forgot how bad yeah, that horrible. load. It, it takes so long to get into a game and then to get out of a game. I think I haven't noticed it playing on my own because I'd sit there and I'd have my iPad and I'd read on the internet. And so I wouldn't notice and go, oh, game started and I'd jump yeah. in. It was great. But yeah, you're right. When you're with somebody, it suddenly becomes painfully obvious. Yeah. And it sounded like we were exaggerating before, but it was literally we had a whole game of Rocket League in the time that was to get into oh, we the loading screen for a game. Yeah. It was, yeah. So I didn't, I, I was so, I so wanted to play the Rogue One level that I came back and I tried it again a week after we all played. And I'd read something online because I was determined to try and find a fix for why we couldn't play a private match, and I, I didn't. But um, found out that under settings, EA actually have servers set according to region. Yeah. And I'd never noticed this. So I went in there and I switched to um, Western United States and got a Rogue One game like that. <laughs> and so I ended up playing um, probably about 15 matches of the Rogue One levels. Yeah. Got a couple of achievements. 
was quite happy having but, got the chance to play it, but then thought, you know what, I've never played. I have the best spin levels. I've had the outer rim levels. I've never tried any of those, so I'll try a best spin level. No one. And you can't play those on your own. You can't play no, them can't. against bots. Like my son plays a lot of Battlefront now that I rebought it digitally because yeah. I, I had the disc version before and it just loads it up nice and quick. And he just does the same, what is it, four maps mm. that were there in the, in the initial game and all the other content is sitting there and you can't just play against bots. How is he handling the um, the controls? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Like it's He's a good it's a good game for like against bots on, on you know, the lower difficulty settings, yeah. it's a it's a great game for him to kind of have a go at. He, he'll get like a couple kills in a row, and then he'll get get killed. That's himself, good. But That's then a good way for him in. to get used I, to how yeah. it works. I don't yeah. want to take away from the Star Wars chat because I'm loving this Star Wars hate. But <laughs> um, if your son, you noticed a uh, certain talent in playing games, would you enroll him in some sort of esports? Like. Is there such a thing for like such young kids? I don't know. Well, no, I mean, like kids of all ages can be yeah. like picked up by uh, sponsors. There's a ten- you know, Logitech and all that sort of thing. There's actually a 10 year old who's currently, Australian 10 year old who's competing in uh, Pokemon uh, Championship and he's kicking butts, apparently. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't so know. If, if he was taking home like nice 20K checks and, you know, dad was getting a gaming chair and got some like uh, motherboard and some stuff from like- <laughs> The motherboard like, would you, will be the tipping like, point. Yeah, all right. Would <laughs> you be like one of those pageant dads, but for video games? <laughs> no, I would not be anything like <laughs> any of that. Those. Yeah. No. Um, frag noobs, son, frag oh, noobs. I'd support him if that was where he wanted to go. Yeah, but I wouldn't push him into something like that. Do you that. think it would be viable for- So, um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a car doctor, which was a mechanic. Um, however, if um, if if young Batman yes. um, wanted to uh, said, "Daddy, um, I want to frag noobs in Halo," and he was really good at it, yeah, would you let him pursue that dream? Yeah, That's for really sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, like we had a conversation before. Like he's not allowed to be better than me. At Halo. He, he's not allowed. He's got to be better than you, at Halo. Yeah, you should just let me leave the illusion, right? <laughs> well, remember I was saying before about how he wanted to play Roblox because his yeah, cousins yeah. were playing it, and, you, yeah. and I'm like, you're not playing no Roblox. You play good games. You can play Halo. Yeah, you can play you know Star Wars Battlefront or something. Yeah. Not online though because it's trash. Um, but you can you play good games. I want to get him into Rocket League. That's next. Yeah. I reckon get him in a Rocket League. Somebody in this group needs to be good. So oh, my know. gosh. <laughs> okay. Now, I got a mate. We, we went, went bowling with him. Um, I have a feeling this is one of Joe's stories about how he's good at Rocket League. No. He's not playing with him. I'm, no. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, yeah. No, no, no. His name is Debin, and he showed me this video of him playing Rocket League, and he's like, when he plays, he doesn't want to score normal goals. He's got to score aerials. And he showed me this goal where he got the ball. He defended a goal. I still haven't got that achievement. He dribbled the ball in the air. What? From the other end of the field, just tapping drift. Yeah. All the other people are trying to stop him and they're just um, impossible. And he just scores this amazing goal. And it was like, I was going crazy so watching wait, this video. He's so good now that he just has to do aerial he goals. He has to do aerials. It's, it's like, just it's like, way to he's him. just like, you know, he's had the, had the hard stuff and he just can't go back. I can't to the even hit the ball 90% of the time. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm watching this going, man, I'm never playing against you. Thank no, you. we're not. It was incredible. Anyway. Wow. Maybe we should just be playing a lot of Rocket League. Like a lot of Rocket League and just getting real good. I'm all over that. I'm happy to do that. Mm. I don't think we're going to get good, but we can play a lot of Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, but speaking of incredible, I'm going to go yeah, into here that. Here we go. So go for it. Yeah. Uncharted The Lost Legacy. So we're getting in, like it's with Star Wars, speaking of, right? They're yeah. making a Star Wars movie every year, right? And oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm happy for them to do this forever. I would happily have an Uncharted game like this 
every year, or maybe not even every year, maybe do an Uncharted and then do a Last of Us, then do something similar, but, but get back to Uncharted every second year or have its little side story. This game was amazing. Guys, like very much an under the radar kind of in terms of hype game. Yeah, it really hasn't been hyped that much. No, it? And, and, you know, you play as two side characters. Yeah, Chloe and um, Nadine. Nadine, who's yeah. from the latest Uncharted 4, yeah, um, is in there and you kind of, and there's other characters from the games or other, yeah, like kind of throwbacks. I'm not going to spoil anything at all here. Um, but man, they, 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 there aren't any other video games in my mind that tell stories better than the Uncharted games. Maybe you could, yes, The Last of Us tells incredible stories. Yeah. Yes, Jace, you've told great stories about emergent storytelling. But in terms of direct, Hug. like kind of storytelling, like, like a kind of like a movie sort of thing, like you go linear. Although there was a segment of the game that wasn't linear, which was very different for an Uncharted game, um, which was really cool. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. The storytelling is phenomenal. There's the story itself. There are some really big beats, like some really big moments in it, which were very predictable, but were just delivered completely masterfully, like to the point of like right at the end of the game, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there is like a couple of lines at the end that just had me laughing so much. Like it was just, and and I'm laughing so much because the emotion was there as well. Like I've gone on this incredible journey again with these characters. And like there's a kind of a, a moment in the game where, one of the characters is wanting going to do something really brave and the others are kind of like t- trying to talk them out of it. Um, and very predictably, they all kind of band together. But it was beautiful. Like I had a tear in my eye. I, yeah. knew, I knew it was going to happen. It wasn't like, oh, you know, so you, you watch some movie with, you know, there's the title character. You know, they're not going to die in the opening scene sort of thing, you know. Um, Unless it's executive decision. I was going to say that, actually, yes. Spoilers. But, man, they-, they, oh, they You had your chance. Yes, you did have your chance. But, um, look, it was it was just beautiful, like, in terms of the storytelling. It was beautiful in the scenery. I don't know how these guys make these incredible scenes. Like, we were talking about Destiny 2 with the- sky boxes in the water or whatever it was and just kind of walk past it yeah. there's so many moments in this game where just a slow pan you know i'd get into a spot and it does this really cool thing um, where it has a photo mode yep. so like in the game but yep. also chloe will pull out her phone and take a photo ah, nice. at certain and certain spots and did you do the yoga on top of the no you gotta do it i think i believe it's the marco polo equivalent of the achievement there's a tower you can climb and then at the very top uh, Chloe will do yoga moves. Oh, and awesome. she'll just keep changing these yoga poses and talking. Oh, while the Dean's saying, like, yeah, you go check it out. Yeah, yeah, I will. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, with this game, whenever I play the Uncharted games, I don't go into them reading anything. Yeah. I don't look at the um, trophies or anything. I just want to have a pure experience. What's different in this game, though, is there's a, the open world segment and there's these little side challenges um, when you're in the open world part. Um, and if you meet all the open world um, all those little challenges, sorry, you get a bracelet. And what the bracelet does is it will glow whenever you're near a trophy, uh, near a treasure. Oh. So I was playing this game. Um, I've been playing a lot at night when I've put my put Batman to bed. Yep. Um, and then I've got um, Batgirl yep. with me and she's there going, Daddy, let's go and get some trophies. Like, like let's go get some treasures. And she's going, get some more treasures. And it's so cool. So you'd be walking into a, a room and it will glow a little bit and your controller would vibrate. And when you get closer to it, it would vibrate more. So, like, I would finish the other Uncharted games and be like, how did I only get, like, a fifth of the treasures? Like, I'm going everywhere and looking at everything and I am panning over every vista. Like, I'm looking down and spending too much time doing that. Um, 
And this was amazing. Like I got to the end from that point, I got pretty much every tre- treasure as well. But um, some amazing scenes. Like you go in some caverns and you kind of go through these tunnels and then you come out of this vast, expansive area. Do you and feel like the game is on rails or are there moments where you really do feel like you're playing an open world game? In, there's a certain part where you get to choose. It, it, look, it could have been linear. It wouldn't have changed it for me at all. Like you get past that open world part and it's very is linear. It, is it... Um is the open world segments a little bit like, say, I think it was Madagascar and Uncharted 4, where you're sort of driving around in the Jeep? Is it a lot but like see, that? Even that, I know that, that, on rails. that felt to me, we're going Very from point rails. A to B Absolutely. to C to D. Whereas here, you can choose where you go. Like, you don't, it, it's essentially, there's, I think it was four things you had to do there, four yeah. main things. And you, you just pick you, what order you want yeah, to do. Yeah, you in. pick what order. So it wasn't, okay. you know, it wasn't anything revolutionary. It was different for an Uncharted game. It was welcome. Like there were little challenges around that you could have just skipped right by. Yeah. Um, but I, when I got past that part for the rest of it, which was very linear, yeah. I didn't miss it. I didn't think oh, I was less of a game or more of a game because of the yeah. other parts. It was just, you know, amazing. And if you've not played this game, you played Uncharted 4, like you, this is definitely worth it. Like it's amazing. It, 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 I cannot fault it. And it, yes, it was very much an expansion of the last Uncharted game. There were throwbacks in this to Uncharted 2, Uncharted, you know, and, and, like other, yeah. other Uncharted games, but there's one segment in this game which really was, you know, do you remember doing this in Uncharted 2? You're doing it again, you know, with today's graphics and, yeah, you yeah. know, some slight gameplay changes and, you were know. Were you doing the exact same thing you were doing in Uncharted 2 or a thing, thing that was similar to it? It was similar to it. Was it, it was a train? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was a throwback. Was- yeah. Yeah. And, and, and oh, train. Oh, yeah. It was, it yeah. was, it was amazing. The train like, bit amazed me a lot because I felt like the scenery never repeated itself. Yeah. If it did repeat itself, I didn't see it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's so much of that, like in this game as well. Like I remember walking down one tunnel and just looking off to the sides and there was this completely intricate kind of design. Like you, it, it's, it's in India and it's all this yeah. kind of beautiful kind of statue kind of carvings and things. And just thinking, I could have just run past this. I wouldn't have looked at it. Mm. Somebody has spent like days and days, yeah. possibly weeks and months designing it. And it was just in a corridor that had nothing for the, there was no dialogue there. There was nothing. And man, these guys make the best games. Like, and it's not just how it looks though. Like I said, the story, the emotion, the characters, that, that you know, you love, you play Uncharted, you love Nathan Drake, you love Elena, like that, that relationship. And the relationship between these characters was really cool as well. It was different. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, you know, yeah, it, it was different. I don't want to get into any spoilers with it, but um, definitely worth playing. It wasn't as long as the other Uncharted games, but for me, that was fine. Like I, I was happy with this. I would love this, like Star Wars. Give it to us. Give me, give me some of this every year. You, and like I said, Last of Us Two might be the one for next year. Get back to this. Just do someone else's story. I, I want to see. Well, yeah, I, I want to see some of the other side characters have a have a game, even if it's kind of a flashback or something. Yeah. yeah, like a Nathan Sully kind of a young kind of yeah. adventure story as its own thing would be amazing. Naughty Dog do make some amazing games. Now, as I don't have a, a PlayStation 4 and Jace doesn't anymore. No, he's just gone away. Um, you're the only one left to give it a rating. So, Natural Confectionery Company, Mini Cupcakes. All of them. Every single one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I... I, I it's not. This is not going to be a ten out of ten game from everybody. Yeah, People who have played Uncharted Four are going to play this and go, you know what? This is a lot more of the same. Um, but for me, I am happy. 
with more of the same. Like that. Oh yeah. The game is is phenomenal. It, yeah. The gameplay is is so tight. I played some of the online as well. Oh, yeah. And it plays a bit differently, like because it's going like the way the character jumps and all that. So it's slightly different. But um, the story, the the adventure, I, I was in love. It's not gonna. And again, if you haven't played the other Uncharted games. It's not going to be the same for you. Like you've got to play the others. You won't get half the references. There's even trophies that are kind of throwbacks to the, the old ones. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. So does this leave the only Uncharted game you haven't played being the one that was on the PS Vita? Yes, Golden Abyss. Yeah. Um, it, it well that segues into something else I played. Like this, you know, because that was very much a side game, not made, um, you know in the same kind of way with the same kind of love in, in terms of that, that big push, being on the big system. I don't mean same kind of love. It was supposed to be an incredible game. But um, I played recently, and I'm not going to say too much about it because it's a very old game, but on my PC, I played Batman Arkham Origins because I never played it. Do you guys play that? No. It's amazing. It's just like the other Batman games. No. And it was kind of like this prequel story. And I don't know how old the game is now, super old. But man, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's an incredible game. It's just like the other Batman games. The story is just as good, if not better, than some of the others. Um, there's no Batmobile, which in a lot of ways is is, is, good is, thing, is a good thing. Um, I, and it looked amazing on my PC. Like that's why I got it on PC because I wanted to just kind of boost the specs up rather than go back to 360. Yeah. Um, but if you like the other Batman games. I bought it for like $3 on, on a Steam sale. Yeah. That's good. Man, it was good. It didn't take me too long to finish. Okay. Um, big big Batman players in there. Really cool story. Yep. Batman, And it's like, this is why Batman's so tough, this story. Like, this is why he's just yeah. kind of so brutal in these games. Um, worth a play. Okay. Awesome. You playing anything, John? Yeah. Um, okay. Two games at the moment. I talked about this a while back. I was replaying Mech Assault on the original Xbox. Yes. Um, so, I finished it. Cool. Awesome. God, it was hard. I was playing on on regular. I looked at my previous save from I think it was two thousand seven or maybe two thousand five, and I played it on veteran. I don't know how I did it. Um, like it wasn't stupid hard, but it was hard enough. Yeah, um, it's funny though. You can't go back to old games like we and pick them up like we used to. No, right? no. So. Um, and like I've played through the entire campaign um, over the course of maybe a month and a half. Just yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, I remember why I didn't remember how it ended. Because it was it was relatively lackluster. Like you got a, a nice mech that was pretty exclusive for the last three missions, um, and you saved the world. But then it was like, okay, you saved it, but there's more bi- battles to go on, and that's where it sort of ended. You, I guess, you played online, um, and even that had no story to it. So no, but it was fun. It was a good uh, journey down memory lane. And then I really got into Slime Rancher in a big way. My goodness, I. Unlocked the entire story of Slime Rancher. So these little notes that are left around by the previous owner of the ranch um, for you, and there's a mystery uh, to it. And it's a nice little story. I don't want to spoil anything um, worth playing through. Can you – so the game doesn't really have a tutorial, right? Like no. it kind of just puts you in there and it says this button does this, this button does that. So I found myself looking at it more as a farming game than I did as like – a first-person shooter. Or a yeah. story game, really, for me. a story me. game, yeah. yeah. But I was thinking to myself, okay, so I've played games like Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley. I know these aren't the same games. Just to be clear, Slime Rancher is nothing like Harvest Moon and, <laughs> and like, it's 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 almost the first – it's basically a first-person shooter. But um, – And I've, yet not. And yet not. Yeah. But I found myself going, okay, first I'm going to start with building this particular type of enclosure, I'll call mm-hmm. it, and then I'm going to go with this one. Like, can you – 
first of all, for those people who haven't played it, can you explain very briefly what it is? And then can you tell me what your go-to approach would be for the initial start of, like, the initial part of the game when you first start up? Like, what would you, with, with your first enclosure, what would you then build as a second one? Um, it's, it's funny because the, the game almost forces you to change that as you go along. So, like, the whole premise of the game is you're this girl who's decided that she's going to leave Earth and run this ranch on an alien planet. And the ranch has just outside of the, the, the main sort of area of your, your ranch, which is like a, a traditional sort of rocky um, plateau type area. Yep. Um, a wild area where these slimes grow. And these slimes are these these blob-like creatures as you'd expect them to be. With little cute faces. Yeah, with little if cute faces. If you've played like the uh, Dragon Quest series, there's a famous little blue blob yes. and it looks a lot like those. So the pink ones look very much like that, but then yep. you start to encounter other ones. And they've got characteristics that are usually related to the environment they're in, yep. like you uh, rock slimes and crystal slimes that you find much later on. And they want to eat something as well, don't they? They do. So they either want to eat fruit or veggies or meat. Now, meat took me forever to figure out what it was. Is that the hen hens? It's the hen hens. So they eat the hen hens. Yeah, so you breed the hen hens just to feed to some of the slimes. But then you realize that if if the slimes eat um, a plort, and a plort is essentially the droppings of a slime. If it eats- Which is also the currency in the game. It is the currency in the game. It's yeah. fantastic. You're using poo as currency. It's great. Um, but if, if, like say, a pink slime was to eat the plort of a rock slime, it would turn into a large hybrid of the two. So is that how you breed technically? Kind of, because the, the interesting thing, they're called Largos when they're, yeah. they're bred into the two <laughs> and they're large. But if you feed, suddenly they can eat either species um, food type. Okay. So if you've got something that only eats meat and you breed it with a pink slime, which will eat everything, then you can feed it whatever you like. Right. So you're not worried then about breeding hen hens to feed it. You can just feed it whatever. Um, you can grow gardens as well yep. so that you can have a, a supply of food available on your your farm and, and the corrals. So you've got corrals and gardens and ponds are the three main like spaces you can have within your, your farm uh, to basically raise all these different slimes. And your whole goal is that you the different plots are worth different currency. Uh, there's a whole backstory to the plots. It's really cool because there's a, what they call a slimepedia and the, <laughs> the plots are used by Earth for all these different things. So, like, some plorts are um, – there's this – I love this word. Yeah, yeah it's I, a great I, word. I like saying plort, so I will say a yes, lot. Yes, um, But uh, there's these phosphorus slimes and they only come out at night or you need to put them in a, a corral that's, you know, shielded from the sun or in a, a cave. And um, yeah, apparently Earth uses those as a cheap source of light. Oh, there you go. Um, but then there's radioactive ones where you can actually get hurt by the, the radioactiveness if you get too close. Um, there's a really cool achievement for that saying it didn't work like in the comic books because if you stand there for too long, you get no powers. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really cute game, but there's a lot of underlying story all the way through it. Like there's a gay relationship in it and it's, it's your character and this girl that she's left back on earth who have clearly been friends for a long time, but also as the emails keep coming through, had some sort of relationship Um and then there's also the, the former owner of the ranch who um, suddenly decides he wants more, which is why he sells the, the ranch to B, which is your character, Beatrice. Um, and you find out what happens in his journey and the life choices he makes. Yeah. And that's actually what kept me going, that and unlocking the rest of the map because then there's a whole section um, that you have to unlock with different plots to unlock this big door. 
Um, and the door is awesome because as you put in each plot, you get, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and so it's, um, yeah, no, a really cute game. Um, I, I was taken by it in a way that I didn't expect, expect to, but it's, it's very much a farming game from first person view. So like your weapon is a vacuum cleaner that shoots and sucks. Um, sucks and blows. Sucks and blows. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and that's the main mechanic of the game. And, a lot of it's just for me it was exploration and uncovering more and more of the game so I've now unlocked probably about 90% of the game cool uh, this I'm still missing two slimes that I've not encountered in the game um, are they possibly through breeding no they're definitely individual okay. slimes because the breeding don't count as like a different entry there's just one entry for what they call the Largos the big ones that I mentioned before um, but there's individual slimes for each of the regions so there's two that I have not encountered at all Cool. Um, so yeah there's that and um, there's one or two things uh, th- from looking at the achievements I've yet to encounter but I've unlocked most of the uh, the overall landmass and teleporters between it and yeah um, and there's a, a whole crafting section that comes in later in the game so I was mentioning at the start the, the game very much um, you think you've just encountered everything the game's got and then another mechanic suddenly opens up out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's, but it's set you up to understand enough of the game that when it introduces a new mechanic, you're quite comfortable <coughs> with what you've learned. Yeah. But you don't feel like you're being rushed and you don't feel like that it's taking forever to get to it. I love it, that about games though, when you start it off and it's really simple yeah. and then like anyone can play it. And when you get going, it's just like some complicated. You, you, you kind of finish and you're like, I could have learned like a language or something. Yeah. Like I could have learned to play real guitar with all the time I play Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Yeah. Like quite literally. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that's that's awesome when they can yeah. design games in that way where it's not like scary at first or too overwhelming, but yeah. you kind of slowly work your way up. I cannot recommend it enough. It's a lot of fun and a really clever game. And regardless of how far you get into it and how much you unlock, I think you'll enjoy the experience. Um, so for me, mini cupcakes wise, I'm going to give it um, – Oh, you know what? I enjoyed it much more than I expected. I'm going to give it an eight because it's just really, really smartly crafted. Now, you got this for free. Yeah. How much would you have paid for it? If I said $30, would you pay $30? Yeah, I'd pay $30 for it. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I think more games should come into that price point as well, yeah. especially in the digital sense. You're not packing anything up anymore. No. There's no cost to ship it somewhere. There's no whatever. <coughs> it's, like, it's like that uh, that Hellblade sacrifice game. Yep. It's a very short it's game. Sooner. Yep. Sacrifice. It's a very short game and they know it. And it's an experience. Thirty dollars for an experience. Yeah, it's a great uh, price point. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this game has got more than thirty dollars worth of content. Yeah, like easily. Um, I believe because I've got it on Xbox One, it came through um, Games with Gold uh, when it came out of their um, preview program. Yeah, their preview program. But it is on good old games and uh, Steam, I think. And I'm just going to take a quick look. Um, but yeah, no, great game. It's really worth if you haven't had a go of it yet. It, um, it's twenty bucks on. On good old games. So, you know, once there's an Australian... I think that's Australian price, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, very good. Jace, you playing anything? Yeah, I mean... Between between getting married? (laughs) Between getting married. Life and everything in between? I've I've played um, little bits here and there. Um, I'll briefly discuss... A new game and an old game. So um, I bought Nidhogg 2. Yep. Um, Nidhogg 2 is a completely different... In terms of graphically. Yeah. Completely different game. It still holds the same... Um, overall feel. Yep. Um, the only way that I could possibly describe the graphics is grotesque, and it don't mean that there's gross stuff sort of lying around. There's just something that feels off about it. I feel a little bit icky 
looking at it, and I'm not really sure why. Um, everyone, everything's like a little bit floppy, and it's just it matches the pacing and it matches the mood of the game yeah. and the nature of the game. There is no real story in Nidhogg. It's just this sort of scissors, paper, rock fencing type game where the person win, the person who wins gets eaten by a giant worm. So the giant worm's still there? A giant flying worm is still there and he looks- Is that it, Nidhogg? That is, I'm assuming, Nidhogg. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something Norse or something like that. But basically the way it works is it's a fantastic competitive game. You have these two little characters, you load up, and you'll both have um, like, a, like a rapier for like fencing. Yep. Um, and in the old one, that's all it was. And so what you would be able to do is you'd be able to lift your sword up, middle or down. And if you approach and somebody, and, and you can throw it as well. And if you approach somebody in the right way, um, you know, up would beat down and so on. But you can also roll, you can throw. And when you roll over a weapon, you'll pick their weapon up. So more often than not, it's this sort of, this battle where you'll throw, you might miss, they'll throw, they might miss, and then you'll roll past each other, pick up weapons and fight. Yeah. And, you know, if you both meet blades at the same time and hit them with one another, maybe one blade will fly out. Nidhogg 2 expands on that. It's much faster. The music is much better. More levels, more colorful, different weapon types. There's Ooh. a broadsword, there's a dagger, there's a bow and arrow, which is fantastic. Oh, wow. cool. And then multiple game modes that just change gravity and, and um, if you throw a weapon or a boomerang back at you and... I won't go into it too much. Um, we'll all get to play it together. And Next then podcast when, we, when we do, we'll, yeah. And then when we do, maybe we can all talk about it. Yeah, yeah for sure. So we'll leave it at that. Um, awesome. The other thing that I've gotten back into because we're running out of time is um, Grand Theft Auto Online. Oh, Grand uh, Theft Auto Online has changed a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of DLC and it cops a lot of flack because um, they really, fans and people aren't fans, really feel like GTA are pushing you to go and um, buy these shark cards. Yep. Just to be clear, a shark card worth about 1.25 million is, say, 20 Australian dollars. Now, um, a million dollars can buy you a lot of cool stuff, um, but it also won't buy you things like bigger properties. Um, but there's enough there that may, you can earn your own money and, and get far enough without needing to buy these things. Just a few things that have opened up is you can start a motorcycle game which means oh, wow. that you can actually, um, if you ever played Lost and Damned, you can ride around in um, formation. That's yep. awesome. And together, um, and you um, can start businesses together. You can be you can be a CEO of an office building. You can purchase oh, really? an office building. And the detail is like down to a T. Like you can go into the office building with your friends. The name of your business is on the wall. You've got a secretary that you hire. <laughs> um, my, uh, my friend Aiden is the CEO of our business. We're part of a clan called the Bounty Boys. Yeah. And, uh, and Aiden will sit That's in his cool. chair behind his big giant screen that looks an awful lot like a Mac and we'll both <laughs> me and my, my other friend Sean that I was playing with will both sit in a chair and you can change poses while you sit in the chair you can sort of cross your legs just little things like that you can sit you can have board meetings yeah and again going back to emergent storytelling you, you do make your own story so um, Aiden as a CEO can hire me to work for him I make $5,000 every 15 minutes um, but Jeez. whatever I do, you can hire me him, if you like. Whatever I do, <laughs> whatever I do for him, he gets the biggest cut. Yep. So ah. he'll start this mission where we'll have to go around and we'll have to make, um, we'll have to drop stuff off, or we'll have to go and hunt down other people. And what happens is, as soon as you do that, this is just one component of Grand Theft Auto Online. By yeah. the way, this is not PC. This is uh, we're PC? playing on Xbox One. Xbox One. Um, please get it. It's so good. Yeah. But anyway, um, when you so what happens is we'll go in, we'll start these headhunting missions. It'll be like there are four places around the world. So we'll leave his office. We'll go onto our roof where there's a helipad. I board a helicopter. Yeah. I'm the helicopter pilot and I fly the boys around the city. 
Now, while this is happening, the rest of the, the server goes, there's a world event um, that's going 15 minutes, protect these four targets from these three guys. It doesn't tell you how many people, but yeah, it yeah. says protect them from the Bounty Boys company. So there's, there's clans, there's motorcycle gangs, but then this is us as uh, as a as an organizationist. He's a, Aiden's the CEO. And so we'll work together either to separate or we'll go after them individually. Now, I've got a helicopter that shoots rockets. The thing about that is that it's really cool to hunt people down, but yeah. people now have rocket launchers that have heat-seeking. So we'll be flying through the city and we'll see... I don't know if you've ever seen the movie SWAT, yes, um, yes. but there's a scene in SWAT that basically the premise of the movie is that he says, I'll pay somebody a million dollars to break me out of this situation. Yeah. And this guy travels through a city and all these gangs and all these yeah, people. Right. This yeah. is exactly what this is. <laughs> nice. And so we know that we're going to go to certain places. There's going to be people. And you'll just get gangs of guys who are like prop themselves on roofs because they know you're coming with these heat-seeking missiles. Meanwhile, Sean's hanging out the side of the helicopter with a flare gun. The missile comes through us. You shoot the flare, the oh, missile goes for that's the flare. Awesome. But then another guy shoots a rocket at you. Meanwhile, we're trying to take out these NPCs to try and make our money and, and get our targets. And then, you know, like, we're just like, we've got to bail out of this helicopter. So then we're like, we all bail out of the helicopter. The helicopter explodes midair. We parachute down onto the street and we're running through the streets. I'm yelling out to Aiden, get a car. He runs down an alleyway to get a car. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're like fighting these guys in the middle of the street with our guns. It's like a scene out of hate. Yeah. And like the game doesn't set this up, but every interaction I've had is something like this. Yeah. And it's just constant yelling at one another to scramble to like get this. Aiden will come veering, like coming around the corner. He's a great driver. He'll come around the corner. He'll sort of like arch, like he'll turn the car, slides into you. And there are cars now where you can um, rest on the outside. So you put your hand on the top oh, yeah. and you like can shoot bulbs being on the outside of the car. You're yeah. not protected, right? So he'll pick you up. You'll go to the next location. The time's ticking down. It says there's two minute 50. You've got two targets left. And we'll be like, we've got to split up. So Aiden and I will go to the left. Sean will run down and hopefully we'll get to the other target in time. Yeah. Meanwhile, a jet's flying overhead trying to bomb you and it's all the time. That's awesome. Um, That's cool. And it's only when you want it to be because you choose when to start these missions. Yeah. Um, it depends how full the server is. But this is one small component of much more content that exists in Grand Theft Auto Online. And back in the day, we made our own fun by just robbing stores and running away from the police. Yep. Yep. Now you're running away from real people. You could, you always could run away, but there's a reason for people to hunt you down. Yeah. The amount of money you earn is substantial enough that people do want to challenge you, but not so much that it breaks the game. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll go up against tanks and stuff like that. And that's, that's our own little game. There's a guy who just decides to drive through the city in a tank. And there's no reason for us to do it. We'll be just like, let's try and take out the tank. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly you make these non-verbal agreements with other players. Like, we're not going to shoot each other right now because we're going to deal with the tank first. Yeah. Once the tank's done, then we'll shoot. Um, I've been playing it the last couple of nights and I've I've always had fun with Grand Theft Auto online. But I've, I'm going to say right now, this is the most fun I've had online in a video game in a very long time. Yeah. In terms yeah. of consistent fun, <laughs> I'm loving Destiny 2 with you boys. It's not ragging out on that. No, no, but no. just... Yeah, it's amazing. just never boring. Yeah, and it's different. It sounds like it's it's constantly different as well. It is. Yeah, you don't know what's going to be thrown at you next. That's it also really sounds cool. like we could start hosting our board meetings for versus player within GTA. We can have a versus player office with the words versus player written as we walk <laughs> through. And the detail is so fine. I'll stop talking in a second. The detail is so like pinpoint that when you th- with your f- three friends, when you walk into a, like the elevator to press it, you'll all walk in together. It'll show a cutscene. And then you'll all come out of the elevator together and like, it doesn't have any voices or anything. Yeah. The guy will look like he's talking and the other guy's like yeah. nodding. One cool thing did happen though. There's a whole separate thing for heists. We did a heist the other night that I've never seen before. 
all three of us walk in, four of us, sorry, walk into the boardroom to start a heist that Aiden has created. Yeah. He puts all his money down. He tells us we're all going to get 15% cut, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, the doorbell rings. Aiden's character goes to answer the doorbell. The door gets kicked in and Trevor walks in. He's no. like, guess what? And then, like, it proceeds this cool cut scene where it's, it's Stephen Ogg, the voice actor, yeah, yeah. Um, talking to you about how you're working now for Trevor Phillips Industries. <laughs> and it was such a cool thing to happen. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you, I don't know how much it costs on Xbox One. We've got to play it. <laughs> that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's very cool. Well, unless there's anything else interesting we want to talk about, we've come to the end of another lovely podcast. It's been awesome. You yeah. know, I, I'm going to throw something else really quickly. Yeah, Everyone's been talking about Game of Thrones online, Game of Thrones, this, that, and the other. Yes. The the greatest show that I'm ever going to recommend to anybody yeah. just finished, was, yeah, yeah. which is Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks. Yeah. season three. <laughs> Goodness gracious me, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was phenomenal. There was one episode in this series, which is probably the best hour of television I've ever seen ever where it kind of explains where the kind of weirdness of this world in Twin Peaks comes from. Really? It, it was, explains it. It, it explains Well, as best as it as can. As best as it can. And, and, then, and then it just throws all other sorts of questions at you. Um, man, there, there, there was probably like a hundred different characters over the however many episodes there were in this season. So many throwbacks to the original, so many new characters, so many weird things, so many answers. Like I said, answers – Questions got answered, sorry, but then like the very last scene in this just threw something at you. Like the last night, the, the last episode came on two weeks ago yeah. and Ali and I are like, all right, Twin Peaks night. We're so excited. Like last night we were sad because there's no more new Twin Peaks. <laughs> and um, it was two episodes there. So um, that, that was a late night. Like we were not, not watching it. Like yeah. we watched the whole thing there. Second last episode, resolution, blah, blah, last episode, you know. Please, please, I don't want to go another 26 or 25 years um, between episodes. Man, it was amazing. Is there a plan for another season? I, I, at this stage, I don't know. I, okay. I don't, sorry, at the, I, I, from the from the get-go, this was going to be it. Yep. But it seems the way that they're going, that they they must, surely. They can't leave us like this. It was, But I don't recommend you watch it because it's not for everybody. You've got to watch the original. Yeah. It is so weird. We're, we're about halfway in this yeah, season too, so we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um, man... Just, yes. Use my Netflix. Dougie Jones. Yeah. That's it. Thank cool. Uh, Jono, wrap it up. All right. Thanks for listening, as always, to Versus Player. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter occasionally, Facebook, Pocket Casts, Google Play Store in the US, and, of course, iTunes, and at the best place that you can find us of all, versusplayer.com. Thank you for listening. Peace out. See ya. I'll see you in 25 years.